Hi guys, welcome back. I'm driving to California tomorrow and I'm so excited. I haven't been on a solo trip. Well, it's not a solo trip. Um, I'm going to meet a friend, but it's a solo drive and it's about five hours. So I'm going to have a lot of time in the car to reflect and listen to other podcasts that I like. So I'm really looking forward to that and obviously seeing my friend and just like getting out of Arizona. So that's what I'm really looking forward to this weekend and that's about all that's going on right now. So this week's weekly inspiration is a little more vague. It comes from a TikTok creator named by.janani. So it's B-Y period J-A-N-A-N-I. She's a super sweet girl who posts a lot about like spirituality, manifestation, things like that. And she just recommended to um, which is something that I've done before, but I never thought to share it with you guys. She recommended to personalize your affirmations. When you see something on the internet that you really like in an affirmation that resonates with you, you don't have to use it word for word, you know. You can use that as inspiration to make your own affirmation or just switch a few words around it. Whatever will make it like easier for you to say and for it to stick in your brain. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like do what works for you, your practices for you, your spiritual practice and everything. So yeah, that's just this week's quick little inspo. I feel like the microphone sounds whack and I can't figure out why. It sounds very echoey and it's pissing me off, but whatever. We'll figure it out. So I wanted to do this episode because I posted a video um, a couple days ago about how my old best friend used to just bitch at me about every little thing that I did. <laughs> and I got a lot of comments from people saying that they used to have a friend who treated them horribly too and they didn't realize for a while like how bad of a friend they were. Um, so I want to give you those warning signs today because I have surely had my fucking batch of shitty friends. <laughs> what I was talking about in the video specifically and just one of the things that my old best friend would do was just criticize me for every possible thing that she could think of. And the, the example that I had in that video that I remember so clearly was her getting mad at me for how slowly I was putting my socks on. And like that is how trivial she would take it. She was always commenting on stupid things like that to try to make me feel bad. And I didn't even do anything about it. I, I just kind of took it. And it makes me so sad to think back on how I just never even stood up for myself. But I honestly didn't even realize how awful she was until, like I said, our friendship ended. And I could look back and be like, oh my god, that's not normal. <laughs> she would also get really mad at me about little things that she failed to communicate. So here's a little story. There was one day when she was really upset about something, I think, about her parents. And um, I was going to meet up with some other friends. Like, we were just, like, going to Whole Foods and getting some snacks. And she, like, tracked me at the Whole Foods parking lot and was like, Why are you there? Like, who are you with? What are you doing? <laughs> she was very possessive of me and very jealous and that's another fucking red flag, like, your friends or your significant other especially, but people don't talk about friends being possessive and jealous, 
Oh my God, she was. So she was like, where are you? What are you doing? And I told her I was with my other friends. It was just like a school night and we were just doing something quick. And she literally made me feel so horrible about it. She was like, I'm going through a hard time right now and you're not here for me. You're with those other girls. And she basically guilted me for not telepathically knowing that something was wrong with her. Like she didn't tell me a single thing about her being upset until after the fact. So I had no idea that this was going on. Obviously, I would have like gone over to comfort her if I knew. But she basically got so fucking pissed at me for being with these other girls and told me I was super selfish and like that I was never there for her. And I was like, okay, you know what? No, you literally didn't even tell me what was going on. I can't read your mind. And um, not being able to communicate your feelings or your needs is always a fault in relationships. And that has been an issue in a lot of my friendships that haven't worked out because they expect me to know what's going on in their mind 24-7 and obviously that's not possible. And then they get mad that I don't act on their thoughts, their secret little thoughts. So if you have friends who do that to you, they suck and you need to tell them to step up their communication and that they can't expect you to read their mind. By the way, I have a whole episode up already about kind of the big event that stopped my friendship with my ex-best friend and why I ended up like staying in Arizona and just completely leaving home and everything. So that's like my second episode, I want to say. It's called Why I Moved to Arizona. Um, If you want more tea on that friendship, but just to kind of give you guys a summary, like she was super jealous and possessive. She was always coming for me she would try to rush me to get ready which someone said like they just don't want you to look good someone said that in my comments and I was like that makes so much sense that she wouldn't want me to look good and she just tried to guilt me into going faster by saying stupid things like you're not putting your socks on fast (laughs) she was basically very negative toward me but I didn't realize how serious it was because like it kind of seemed like it was a joke And it took me a while to realize, like, she was never joking. Like, she just straight up didn't like me. (laughs) People who are your friends and truly care about you will literally never make rude comments toward you without... Like, I joke with my friends, but it's never a question as to whether I'm joking. Like, you should know whether they're making a joke and also, like, they should know what would upset you and what's, like, okay to joke about, if that makes sense. And... This friend, let's call her um, Sally for the sake of this episode. I almost said a name that like literally rhymed with her name. So that wasn't going to (laughs) work. Sally, oh girl. She was not joking around. She just truly wanted to bring me down. I'm not saying you have to end your friendship with people though if they're doing that to you. Because they honestly might just be insecure. And well, they probably are. But You know, you might be able to work through this with them if you want to and be like, hey, like what's going on? Why are you saying these mean things to me? And truly just confront them. But I know like in high school, especially, I was way too scared to confront anyone. I'll do it now. And I think it's because of how I used to be treated. But of course, I was scared of confrontation in high school. And I understand that it can be really freaky and almost feel aggressive but it doesn't have to be like you can literally go at it because you are the victim in a way and be like 
you're hurting my feelings. Like, is there something going on that you want to talk about? Like, why are you acting like this? I don't know. You can um, have a conversation and like sort this out. I don't think it's like a super red flag that they're going to be the worst friend ever. But personally for me, this was just one of the things that she did on top of so many other things, including the last kind of fight that ended our friendship. So I really didn't want to have that conversation with her. I didn't get a chance to. And even if I did, I, I don't have empathy left for her. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck what made her that way. All of us have issues going on. And if you choose to project your issues onto the people that you care about most, you are shitty. And there is simply no arguing that. Unless you try and hold yourself accountable and fix it. But most shitty people do not do that. Like, somebody commented on my video and said, oh, the sad thing is her parents probably criticized her a lot and that's why she did it to you. And I was like, I don't care. Like, everybody has a hard life. It doesn't matter what you went through. You don't get to be an asshole to other people. That is just making everything worse. And like I said, you can choose to be more mature than me and give people that second chance and give them that empathy and compassion. But in this particular case with my one friend, I had not one ounce of empathy left for her. Like, I, I didn't give a fuck. She was an awful friend and it needed to end. But I also didn't have a chance, like I said. She stopped talking to me after she caused our huge blowout fight. Um, and I haven't talked to her in like three years. Another thing to look out for, and this is very important and very telling. Look how your friends react when you tell them good news. Because anybody who's not your real friend, immediately you will know they won't give you good news they'll either like or they won't give you um appreciation or like a congratulations they're gonna be bitter and be like find something wrong with it it's always it always shows people's true colors because people who are jealous of you and don't want the best for you they aren't gonna be able to hide that when something exciting happens in your life sorry that is such a loud construction noise Compared to the people who do love you and care about you, they are going to be so genuinely happy for you whenever you have good news. And that is just always a really easy way to tell who has really, or who really has your back. I'm sorry, I cannot talk today. And who is out for fucking blood. Maybe not actually, but the people who don't have your best interest in mind. You do not want to be surrounded by those people anyway. When it comes to meeting new people, I've learned to really just trust my gut and my intuition on whether like I'm gonna click with someone or not because at this point I'm honestly really able to discern immediately whether I'm gonna be getting along with someone or not and I know not to waste my time and their time like trying to I don't know like become better friends if I know that it's not gonna work and I, I don't know that might just be like the defense mechanism that I've also put up because of my shitty friends in the past but you kind of reach that point, I think, in like your mid-20s where you literally will not put up with any bullshit anymore <laughs> and you don't have time for it. You don't have, there's no room in your life filter for fucking bullshit and you can start to pick up more easy on people's energy and their intentions and everything as long as you're in tune with that kind of stuff with yourself. And if you're not, I have a lot of other episodes about you know, getting closer to yourself and your goals and developing your intuition, listening to it, all those things. I 
think it's just because as we get older and we get busier and more tired, like we literally don't have room in our fucking schedule to deal with people that we don't genuinely care about and want to build a deep relationship with. So if you don't see yourself like becoming really good friends with someone and developing a meaningful relationship with them as a friend or a lover, whatever, You are under no obligation to continue hanging out with them just because you think that they're like a fun acquaintance. Like if they're not bringing joy into your life, you do not need to spend time with this person. I don't know if I'm done with everything that I want to say about like bad shitty friends, but for now I am. I think it's time to pivot the episode into positive things and what you should look for in a good friend and what qualities they tend to have. Honestly, the number one thing that I look for in my friendships these days is someone that I can talk about anything with and tell them the deepest part of my thoughts and have them receive it without any judgment. Even if people are your friends, if they're a super judgmental and insecure person, they might still be judging you for what you say to them and that's that's not what you want. Like, You need to look for people who are also as secure in themselves as you because they are the ones who are receptive to this kind of thing and who want to be there for you and help you and listen to you. Two of my closest friends that I can think of right now, like we are all so similar on a very basic level. Like the way that we look at the world and our perspective on things is just so similar And I've found that finding people with your same values also like 99% of the time translates into a good friend because they know what's important to you and they agree with that and they know like what it looks like to be a good person in your life versus being a shitty person, right? And they have the same things that are important to them and the same values. So they're just going to be the person that you want to also be. Because if you're making friends with people who are like, fun to hang out with and fun to go party with, which I used to have a lot of those friends who are like fringe friends, let's call them. And they're only fun on the surface level. You can't even have those type, that same type of connection because they literally lack that understanding of who you really are. And finding people who you can just deep down relate to so much and like truly share an outlook on life with, it almost guarantees that they will be a good friend to you compared to the people who are fun to hang out with, but have a completely different view of everything that you're doing. I feel like the way I'm speaking is so all over the place and I'm really sorry. But basically what I'm trying to say is that it's worth it to seek out friends who really share your same values and morals and aren't just superficially, objectively fun to hang out with because you will be like naturally able to build a connection with these people versus building a connection on something surface level like drinking and clothes and taking pictures from my experience. Another thing that I really, really love about all of my close friends now is that they understand that if I'm not talking to them 24-7, which most of them I do not even talk to them weekly, which is something I do want to work on, but they understand that that doesn't have anything to do with them. And they also have their own adult lives going on. So they're not like, I don't know when you grow up and start like getting a job and paying your fucking rent and taking care of your where you live probably getting a pet you probably maybe have a significant other or you just like have all these friends whatever you have more of a social life you know 
and you're trying to figure out life, you don't have time to cater to every single one of your friends specifically all the time, like you could in college or high school, you know, because your life is now way beyond your social life. And there's more responsibilities that you have to take care of. And finding people who can understand that you're not there to cater to them 24-7 and you don't have to respond right away or, you know, always be on call. Like, finding people who can respect your time in that way is so important. And if you're someone who is really good at that and you're always on your phone and talking to people and connecting with them, the same thing goes for you. You should find friends who can meet you on that level not people like me who won't respond because that's not, that's shitty. But like, thankfully, all of my friends right now are kind of the same way where like, they know that if they're not reaching out, I still know they love me. They still know I love them. And when we do talk again, it's going to be like, no time has passed. That right there is probably the number one indicator of like, if someone is truly meant to be in your life, if you can go a certain amount of time without speaking to them or seeing them, and then you meet up again, and it's like nothing has changed. Oh, it's so genuinely like, I love that. It's such a sweet part about human connection and human life that we have to like have these long trusting friendships with people that don't even need reassurance. Oh, I just love it. It makes me happy. As introverted as I am, like human connection is so beautiful and I'm getting emotional right now, you guys. Because I saw this girl's video earlier about how she saw people like waving to each other all day and just interacting with each other, which has been so rare since the pandemic, obviously. And seeing people just like genuinely enjoy one another's presence and company and be happy to have one another around, it makes me it makes me feel good because being social and being accepted is like a very basic primal psychological need that we all have the need for um community and what the hell is it called okay it's called the need for affiliation and that comes from um a psychological theory about our basic needs that also go along with the need for achievement what motivates us as humans <laughs> that just made me realize i really want to do an episode about like my favorite psychological findings and things if you guys don't know I was a psychology major in college and it's like my favorite topic ever by far studying the brain is so fucking crazy to me I would love to have a super fucking smart and iconic psychologist on the podcast one day so we're gonna manifest that right now (laughs) okay this just came into my head and it relates to everything I've just been saying so Something interesting I learned in one of my classes in college is the way that girls become friends and relate to one another and also fight compared to guys. And basically, girls tend to bond over emotional instances and emotional connections like I was just talking about. And guys tend to bond over shared experiences like sports and fucking golf in video games which just makes so much sense you just got to think about it for one second and you're like of course there's psychological evidence for that like men are fucking simple-minded and they don't need to have any sort of connection with the guy they're playing golf with and they can become best friends and you know what that's great for them like ignorance is bliss and i'm happy for them
But I can't fucking hang out with someone that I don't like genuinely on an emotional level. So yeah, that is just an interesting little um, tangent. But in terms of violence and fights, women tend to use social drama as a way to bring others down, aka like starting rumors. And I can't think of the actual word right now. I don't feel like looking it up. But men obviously... They fight it out. They don't psychologically terrorize one another and make up rumors about, you know, them having STDs like one of my friends in high school did about me. Anyway, I think it takes way more time for girls to find good friends and especially when we grow older to find people who truly understand and accept us, but it's so worth it to move past those shitty surface level friendships or the people that bring you down or aren't really rooting for you because even being on your own is so much better than dealing with shitty people who make you feel bad about yourself and you realize that the moment that you take some time away from them you're like holy fuck it is so much better to not have someone's negative comments and opinions in my ear all day long so this just also came into my head and i feel like this might be more controversial but For me, it's something that's important. I need my boyfriend and my friends to get along. And if they don't, then I know something is wrong, right? Either the boyfriend or the friend. (laughs) And right now, like, like my best friend is the one who introduced me to my boyfriend. So obviously, they get along like they knew each other before me and my boyfriend did. His name is Ethan, so I can stop saying my boyfriend. I hate saying that. So annoying. Anyway. Ethan gets along with all my friends like they he's just makes them laugh like they're great they're great together I love that I would hate it if they didn't talk and if they didn't interact and things like that you know and I I personally think that is such a key factor to look for in both of your relationships like platonically and romantically because it checks in on everybody in your life like again what I was saying about values like Do we all generally get along and like see things the same way? Because if there's a conflict between your very best friend and your significant other, um, like my ex-best friend, which, you know, I don't even know why I'm like not going to say her name. Her name's Marissa. I don't give a fuck. You guys do what you want. And if you know her, you know. Anyway, she was trying to tell me that Ethan is horrible for me and that we weren't going to date past like a couple months and all of this stuff. And at that point, like, I knew, okay, she's the problem because every single one of my friends at college that actually knew him really liked him and got along with him. Marissa, who didn't know him, was the one hating. So you can, like, easily make a discernment if if you have people already on one side of things. But it can be harder, you know, if you only have, like, a couple people in your life and one of them is like, no, they're so bad for you or vice versa. If your significant other is, like, no, your friends suck. That can be tough too. But like, I honestly don't think the either should be saying that about the other one. And <laughs> if you like have that balance, then you know that you have a great friends and a great relationship and you got it going on, girl. I don't know. that. Like I said, this could be controversial. That's just my view on like relationship, friendship, equilibrium. So I got back from my quick little trip to California last night and... As expected, honestly, I had a lot of epiphanies on my drive. Like, I literally have 
five different notes of when I just turned on the um, speech to text feature on my phone and just started talking into the whatever microphone so it would write down what I was saying. Anyway, I just want you to know I wasn't writing down my ideas while driving on the highway, but so many things went through my head and just like clicked for me. And I think I really needed that time alone to kind of have those realizations. So I just wanted to share kind of what went through my head this weekend and where I'm at now. I was listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast and she mentioned how podcasts are her favorite platform because it's not addictive like any other social media. And I've never like thought of podcasting that way and like really conceptualized it and thought about why I enjoy listening and doing it so much. And it is exactly that. Like there isn't the same opportunity to have an unhealthy relationship with a podcast like there is to TikTok or Instagram because you don't get sucked in. It's not even visually, even if there's like a YouTube show, like you, you're not watching it for that. You're watching it to hear what they have to say, not to look at it, you know? So it's not captivating you in that way. And also a lot of the time, like at least for me, I usually clean my house or just do any type of chore, get ready where I want something playing in the background, but basically to the point that, you know, podcasting can promote productivity when you're listening. Like usually I don't just sit around and listen to a podcast, but even if I do, it doesn't have that same feeling of like rotting your brain and like wasting time. I just thought that was an interesting point because it really made me realize why it's such an ideal platform for me and why I don't really feel like that same pressure because it doesn't have that same dopamine boost as other types of platforms. Another kind of random realization that I had is what it really means when people say that you have everything that you've ever wanted within you. And even I've said that before and like it made sense to me before, but it's never fully clicked until yesterday. And I was like shook on my way home. And so what I, I'm just gonna read you guys my stream of consciousness from the car. I basically said that becoming who you are is like taking off all the layers of the person that you've been convinced by other people that you are and slowly but surely revealing your true self back to the world and taking away those limiting beliefs and realizing that the true you has been in there underneath all of this made up shit and all of these stories about your life and yourself that you've accumulated over the years. So anyways, I thought I would leave you with those brief little moments of inspiration, but I think that's all I have for this week. Um, I've already recorded now next week's episode with my friend who I just visited, and I know you guys are going to love it, so stay tuned for that next week, and I'll see you then. Bye!